You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, me and Pat, the designer, are going to talk about the Bulls being two games below 500. Can they get above 500 for the first time since November 2020? Uh, we're also going to talk about Billy Donovan challenging Patrick Williams yet again. And next week's schedule, which is ahead of the Chicago Bulls, or this week's schedule, I should say. We're going to get to all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central YouTube pages and podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Pat, the Bulls, man, two games below 500. Well, two first off, bear down, apparently. Like, oh, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> if you're watching on the YouTube side, like, we've been recording a lot of Bears stuff, if you can't tell. <laughs> FGB and the Packers lost yesterday, so it's about time. It's on brand. <laughs> And he threw it cross body, dog, cross going body. to the right, cross, cross body, body pass. This yeah. isn't Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I felt good. Anyway, go ahead. No, but uh, the Bulls right now, two games below 500. We have not been at 500 or above since November 2020. Shout out to Stacey King That's for gross. the stat on that. Uh, it's very gross. It's very gross. Uh, how do you feel about the Bulls being this close to 500? And oh, you didn't watch it because you were at the game. Did you see they stole your comparison? Stacey King literally referred to the Bulls as Sisyphus trying to get to 500. They literally, they're watching you, bro. Literally, a whole segment after a commercial, they talked about Sisyphus. And 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 uh, Stacey King had to explain what Sisyphus was and everything. I'm like, they've been listening to us, bro. Listen, because it's listen, crazy. Listen, first off, I love Stacey. I love that he's taking Because I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, you took it for me. Give me credit. Like, shut up. Like, first off, everything that you end up hearing is something you've learned. So you can now take it to do with what you will. Absolutely. Uh, but hey, Stace, just a little like, come on, dog. Like, just just shout me out. Just say a little, just a little, little bit, right? Just, just a little, little bit. bit. Just a little. Just be like, I heard on Locked On Bulls or I heard on the Windy City Breeze. That's all I'm looking for. We still trying to grow out here, baby. We still trying to grow. No, I love it. I love Stacy. Uh, there's some slogans out there that, that seem like they may have came from uh Stefan the Diamond Ringo J. Yeah, I mean, it was a little, little <laughs> turn on the AC. But no, honestly, um, I think it, it's a great thing to take to the broadcast because it's just true. Every time we've gotten close, we have gone the other way. And we've gone the other way drastically, right? Remember last season where there were games where it was like, all right, Bulls are finally going to get above 500. We're finally going to make our way. All right, here we go. And then we go on like a three-game losing streak versus three teams that we were never supposed to be losing against. And so I I, I feel that the, the Sisyphus uh, um, comparison is so apropos for the Chicago Bulls because – 
it's it's just been an uphill battle the entire time. And a lot of times it's very, very self-inflicted. It's the Bulls not doing things mm. that we've seen them do, that we've seen them do well, and they just don't do it on a consistent basis. I think what's interesting is in last night's game versus uh, the, the Memphis Grizzlies, as we started to get closer, we saw that Bulls team that, was going to do the simple things well, was going to defensively attack well, was going to uh, move the ball continuously. I, I saw, I mean, listen, it was it was a dominant performance last night. First, of, I mean, listen, <laughs> I literally said we're going to win by a lot because I was watching one of the dudes that they brought up basically to replace the young guys mm-hmm. uh, due to pregame shooting, missed every shot. And when I tell you every single, missed every single jump shot practice he took, I was like, he's in the NBA right now. That tells me we're going to destroy this team tonight. And we did. So we have to just continue to do uh, uh, the things that are come simple to us, defense, ball movement, uh, um, using Booch early. I mean, I mean, like I thought that that was a really good thing that the Bulls did as well. Um, and j- just maintaining that same mentality of it doesn't matter where we're at or where we started at. If we keep at the pace that we're going at, we can end up a lot above 500. Remember, this bull schedule is nothing to be like, oh, my God, how are they ever going to win? You know what it was like? Remember last year how every game where it felt like you'd get a couple of games where you played against like really good teams and then you'd beat a bad team you'd be like well of course we beat them like i'm glad that we finally did it this year it feels kind of the opposite every time we get two every time we play a good team there's two or three teams after that where i'm like we should win the next couple of games and maybe that's like a loser's mentality with it but i feel like that's giving this young team some confidence to go out there and say we just came off a two-game win streak let's make it three versus now the Phoenix Suns, even though we're not on, are we on two game win streak? streak right now? Yeah. So just, just getting that confidence. Now your next game versus Phoenix. Let's keep it going. Let's get one game closer. Yeah, the Bulls six and four in their last ten, uh, the one two games in a row. But this is usually where things start getting. Either the Bulls are going a four game winning streak, or they're going to lose two in a row. This yeah. is usually how it goes, right? We got PTSD, but I will say this: if the Bulls come in here against Phoenix and they play with a, a solid game plan and set the tone defensively, and rebounding that's always where the Bulls are the best at. If they have big rebounding nights and they defend really well. Everything else kind of comes together for them. They get out in transition. They get easy buckets. They get easy buckets, which then builds the confidence. Then the whole team's rocking the confidence, and then you're getting on a roll, right? So that's what the Bulls need to do. We'll talk about the week coming up ahead, but I just and, – and the thing is, is and I said this over on Chicago Bulls Central, getting to 500 is great. And, and don't get me wrong, it's great. But it's what comes next after that. It's the bigger question we really need to ask. Because you get to 500, cool. But then what do you do to stay at 500? What comes after getting to 500? And I get it as a fan base and as as fans of this team, we want to be a team above 500 because it's been so long. But don't we can't get to 500 and then it just stop there. That's it. Well, I think that's the question you got to ask, right? Are we setting the standard for this team too low based on where we're at in years right now, right? Mm-hmm. I understand. I, if we if we trade Zach Levine and we trade DeMar DeRozan, then fine. 500, you're going through some some change here, a little bit of difference. I can almost deal with that, right? Like, okay, yeah. 500 season, there was a lot of change that happened, boom. But if we're talking about pretty much running it back with the same team overall, right, is 500 too low? Because we're not even at 500 right now, but it feels like, 
a lot of Bulls fans are in a good mental space right now because the team has done all of this winning. They've gone. I mean, they're they're now six and two over from the uh, time Zach Levine returned to now one game without Zach Levine. You just beat another team in Memphis that we can say we want about Memphis. They've been beat up pretty bad. Right. But Memphis has been competing even while they've been beat up. It's not like they showed up here. And it was the first game where it was like, oh, this team has been devastated. They, I, th- I believe they beat the, the Dallas Mavericks uh, um, while the team was down. I think they beat Utah as well. So, like, they've got some wins under their belt. This wasn't a gimme it game. And so, right, like, can you kind of keep are, – are we setting the bar too low for this team just because of who we're playing? I mean, don't get me wrong. I think we're said the bar is set, and I think that's a great question. The bar is set low to a degree, but it's been set low because of the expectations around this. Every time you set higher expectations, the team fails. But I think now, as the team is playing better, right? When you look at it, like we were even five and seven with Zach Levine, so it's not like we we were winning before, five we lost two. after, and then we're back trying to get back to winning. This team throughout the the month of December and heading into January has won way more games than what they've lost. Yeah. But we do you uh, you do have to start increasing those expectations because if we're just beating bottom feeders, yeah, we can make it to play in the net. But what have we really gotten out of it? Right? You want to beat the better teams in the league. And I think that's that's why, you know, a lot of Bulls fans or people who are Bulls fans that watch when we're winning, right, don't have a belief in this team because a lot of us are excited right now about the how, how this Bulls team has played. I think that they are playing better. I think they're moving in the right direction. But let's be real. We're, we're, we're trying to get back to 500. Yeah. We're close to getting back to 500. We're not there yet. So, like, you, I think now... This is a, and I, I love that we're going into this next topic about Billy Donovan challenging P. Will because this is a pivotal point in your season before the All-Star break, right? It, yeah, winning now, cool. You go out, you win. If the Bulls finish, and we said this, if they can finish at or near 500 heading into the All-Star break, when you get to the other side of that All-Star break, you have a real opportunity to move up the standings if you can continue to win. But are we going to see changes? Yeah. That's uh, those changes may be coming, and we'll talk about B- Billy Donovan and his challenge he laid out for Patrick Williams. Which in that game, he still he, he kind of answered those challenges. We'll talk a little bit about that. But before we get into that, I got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question: What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than 1 billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows the small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash MBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Pat, did you post your open position on LinkedIn job? Yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying, yeah, because Nick on the ad read before when we did LockedOnNBA was like, that's how I found Pat. And I was like, 
All right. First of all, tell him to stop taking credit for I found Pat. What are we talking about? <laughs> now I got a bone to pick with, with Nick. I brought Pat to you, Nick. What are we talking about? Hey, <laughs> hey. I was like, yeah, I remember that. What are we? Oh, see, now, now Nick's about to get a strongly worded eat. No, anyway. Fantastic <laughs> side eye on that one. <laughs> now, Pat, so Billy Donovan talked about how P. Will wasn't attacking the closeouts as well as he would have liked in the first half of that game against the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I think in the first half, Patrick Williams went like one of six, one of seven, something like that. Yeah. And he he challenged him to be more aggressive in the second half of the game. Now, Patrick Williams does end up finishing out that game with uh, 15 points. And the, the question here, right, and we'll talk about the challenge itself. That's all great. We can talk about that. But something that me and you constantly talk about, why do we keep having to challenge somebody in the in their fifth, fourth year in the NBA? Listen, um, you guys know how I feel about P. Will. I like he was him. Two solid, by the way, in the first half. So yeah, I just wanted. Yeah. He, he was two for four in the second half. I mean, like solid, solid role player. Um, two for three from the three point line. By the way, both of those shots came from the three point line. Listen, he's he's solid. Yeah, I like what he brings defensively, but. Lance Briggs always says this to me on the Chicago Bears podcast. I shouldn't have to get you excited for your dream job. Mm. And I think about like us doing the podcast and stuff like nobody sits there and shakes us and wakes us up and goes, hey, boys, I need you to go out here and do an episode. I need you to go out here and be exciting on this episode. I need you to give it like we just love to do this. And so the fact that and, and maybe it's a I think. It's tough for me with P. Will because in the NBA is so incredibly different. It is basically you have to kind of get in where you fit in. Mm -hmm. And with Zach Levine coming back, with Zach taking more shots, DeMar being a part of it a lot more, right? Kobe kind of taking a little bit more of a backseat. Vooch coming back into the fold, right? You've seen P. Will kind of go into that mode where he was before. He's not a guy that's being relied on. And when he's not a guy that's being relied on, you kind of see him go back into that shell of himself where he's just content getting up, you know, a couple of shots here and there, trying to get some putbacks. He'll drive aggressively, but for the most, and he's gotten to that point, but for the most part, right, he's just doing whatever the team needs him to do. Um, that is a player that you're going to have to challenge a lot. That is a player that you're going to have to tell, hey, it's okay for you to be more aggressive in these moments because you're not used to being aggressive no matter what. Yeah. And I think that that is why we continue to hear these challenges. That is why uh, um, DeMar DeRozan says he's going, he tells P. Will he's going to beat him up if he isn't not, is he, if he doesn't take wide open three pointers where he tells P. Will, I mean, we're, we're, we're telling him be more aggressive offensively. We're telling him to drive more around. Like, I do think that those are the things that you, you look at and, and say, if this guy were like this all the time, he would be dominant. Mm -hmm. But because he's not like that, you have to continually challenge him. He's just who he is. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the thing that we have always said in our critiques and praise of Patrick Williams, at this point, it's just all what's between his ears. That's yeah. it. That that's it, and and if he can get that together, it's gonna be it's gonna be different. Like we've seen how much of a difference Patrick Williams makes when he is being more aggressive, when he is attacking rebounds, when he is you know shooting the ball without hesitation. Right, that's something that Billy Donovan talked about. Which we could play clips here, but like that's something that he talked about. So these are things that that we've been seeing from Pat. 
and everybody knows, like at this point, I don't think people, some people still doubt if it's there in Pat, but I think that we know it's there. The biggest question is, does he, does he want to, to let it out consistently? Yeah, That's man. it. It it really is like there there was a play last night. Uh, I want to say uh, P Will was on the left side. Pump fakes, drives through the lane, runs into Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson goes flying. Jaron Jackson is not weak. <laughs> yeah, right. And P Will like goes for the. I think he get, he got fouled. He ends up going to the free throw uh, line. I want to say this is in the second half. Knocks down both free throws. But it's like <laughs> I I feel bad like that Miami game. I see what. That Miami game, we, me and you went to, I see what AK saw. Yeah. And I can see why you would be fooled by it. Now, as the GM, you shouldn't be fooled by things like this. But I can see why you'd be fooled by it because it's literally just, if we can just teach him to be aggressive 24-7, he'll be a monster in this NBA. And when he decides to, he's a monster. But yeah. we we just we don't see it often enough. And I think that that's, that's kind of why you continue to see these challenges put in front of them because it's not even to say that it's a bad thing. It's just when you when your role has changed as much as P. Wills has this season, right? P. Wills gone from being the number four guy on the team to the number three guy to the two guy to literally like, hey, P. Wills, it's your show. Go off today. We've seen him be able to do that. And then it's slowly like, all right, now get back to the back of the bus where, you know, you 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 started off this journey on. Right. Like yeah. now we got Zach back. We got Vooch back in the lineup. Damar's back out here and he's taking on a bigger role. Right. Like you, you, you're seeing him kind of go back and forth. And so that's why, to me, you still need these challenges in place. I will say the one part that I, I guess is still a question in my mind is if he didn't have all these people in front of him, what would he play like? Because we saw him when he didn't. And he looked I know I want to say we played against wasn't Cleveland because Cleveland smoked us. Maybe one of those games last around. season. No, it was this year. It was this oh. year. It was uh, where uh, I think nobody played except him and Kobe. And it was one of his best games of the year. You saw him just doing everything that we've wanted to see from him uh, this season. And it was just that there was nobody in front of him who was going to take shots away from him. There was nobody who was going to take opportunities away from him. And he absolutely went out there and balled out. Yeah, what was <clears> this? <throat> this is Miami. It was uh, a loss, 25. right? Uh, uh, we did lose that game. Yeah, but 25 points. He was a plus 12. Uh, he had seven rebounds that game. He had four. Like, that's the guy that you want to see. And yeah, it's flashes, but it's also the, like I said, the question that I always have. See, is, even in that game, though, everybody played but Zach. Did they? Yeah. Oh, Caruso. And, Caruso was out. Caruso and Zach were out. Everybody. Tory Craig played. Andre Drummond played. DeMar DeRozan played. Vooch played. Kobe. Everybody else played. So maybe it's a different game I'm thinking of. There was one this season where it it was just him, but it was a really good game, right? And and maybe listen, I, I'll say this: very much like we say with Io, he plays like a role player. A role player will have pop off games, right? A role player will have a 25 point game. Hey, we seen role players have 50 point games. You be like, oh my god, how do he do that? And it's like, well, everybody getting the ball and let them just go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, so I I don't know. Um, it, it, I, it's it's between P. Will's ears, but it's also the role that he's been put in. And I, I the question that I will always have is if you take those guys away, will he be somebody different? And I don't know if we'll ever be able to see that with P. Will. I understand he's young. AK is probably going to resign this guy, but like, mm -hmm. so maybe we'll see it eventually, but it might be three, four, five years away. It might be a Kobe White situation where you got to wait till like, everybody's just like, what's he still doing on the team? And then finally it is like, oh snap, he can play.
<laughs> where's this been for the first five years of our life? Yeah, but Kobe still showed more flashes way earlier. But yeah, I, I get what you what you're getting at with that for sure. It's just, and I, I hope that he, I hope that he does. And I hope that when he does get there, it's in the Bulls uniform because it makes the team so much more harder to guard as a team when Patrick Williams is on. Just yeah. does. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. I mean, the, the his shooting stroke is is pure, and his like his a stroke is what you're saying. Strength, I said a shooting stroke. You there? You took it there. <laughs> You took it there. That was on you. It was all on you, my guy. That's a part. I just wanted to ask for back at you. Uh, But no, I. I I mean, like when you when you take his shooting stroke into account and his his defensive ability and his strength, there's no way you can't like him. There's no way you can't see that he can play. It's just when are you going to do it, and is it going to be Billy Donovan waking up every day going, "AP will it's okay to be aggressive today." Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. Listen, he's got a he's got a ton of opportunity to prove it. One to two weeks here without Zach Levine and uh, a very interesting schedule ahead. We got to talk about what we got coming up this week. But first, we got to tell you guys about FanDuel Sports. Uh, right now, new customers get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first five dollar bet that's 150 bucks in bonus bets win or lose the app is so easy to use and there's so many different ways to bet like same game parlays you can find bets in the new explore tab make a parlay in the parlay hub the best way to find popular parlays and more so visit fanduel.com forward slash locked on and make your first bet a layup fanduel official partner of the nfl uh we also have to tell you guys about better help uh, there it is. Uh, we got to tell you guys all about BetterHelp. BetterHelp, uh, this show is brought to you by BetterHelp. And listen, you you already know how me and Hayes feel about therapy, especially coming into 2024. BetterHelp is one of the big things that we are proponents of. I mean, like when you talk about uh, just literally giving therapy a try, this is the best way to do it. You go through such a simple questionnaire uh, it, it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule, and you get matched with licensed therapists. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. The list is so incredibly in-depth that it finds somebody almost perfect just for you. And so heading into 2024, the one thing that we're talking about is getting the help you need to continue to stay on track celebrate the progress you've already made visit betterhelp.com forward slash locked on nba to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp.com forward slash locked on nba to get 10 percent off your first month again better help h-e-l-p.com forward slash locked on nba all right pat the schedule ahead man we got a difficult schedule well not really yeah, that should be difficult for the bulls we do because no, I, the the Phoenix Suns are definitely difficult, and the Lakers aren't. I don't care how they've been playing; you can't slide. And by the way, we're gonna be up late that Lakers game, bro. That yeah. game doesn't start till nine thirty Chicago time, ten thirty. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the one o'clock in the morning joint. Um, but this first game up that we got, we got Phoenix, uh, Lakers, and Portland on the docket next week. Portland that that may be the game the Bulls lose. You just never know with that one. But when you're looking at at the schedule ahead for the Chicago Bulls, what are some of the expect? No Zach Levine for sure over this week. How you feeling about the schedule? I mean, I I still feel fine about it. I think the Suns is an interesting team. They've been playing a lot better as of late, um, a lot more aggressive. And I mean, listen, they're 
we knew what this team was, right? Like we knew this yeah. team was kind of like, eh, they might be a little bit scary. Now you're starting to see guys get on the floor. You're seeing the tandem of Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant. And and you know what? I, I will say this, the the dynamic for for the most part to me works because it doesn't seem like there's too big of an ego to where these guys are like, hey, I've got to be the one on tonight. And I think that's the only way that that team's going to be successful. I mean, a couple of games ago, you're talking about Grayson Allen going 10 for 17, 9 for 14 from the three-point line. Devin Booker finishes that game with 11 assists, 16 points. Bradley Beal has 13 points, 5 assists. You know what I mean? Like, they, like you're seeing guys kind of get out of the way. So when I look at that Phoenix team, I'm not, I, I'm I'm still worried about them because of the names that they have on that team, but I don't think it's a team that the Bulls can't match up with. And so I'm I'm very intrigued by that. I probably would have that as a loss right now. That Lakers game, I don't know, man. You you seem a lot higher on the Lakers than I am. I'm not scared of the Lakers. In I'm not high on the Lakers at all. As a team, they suck. But the thing is, is that Listen, any, the moment you, you look at a team, be like, hey, the Bulls should be able to take care of business against that team. Uh, D'Angelo Russell will have a career night. Austin Reeves will go 11 of 12 from three-point range. So I'm just saying I mean, we can't I, overlook them. Listen, I, I, I hear you. Um, but that uh, to me, right, that's more about our, which Bulls team is going to show up. That's that's really what that yeah. falls on to me, right? Which yeah. Bulls team is going to show up? Which Bulls team is going to go out there and play? Because I've seen the Bulls be able to handle the Lakers without – uh, uh, Zach Levine on the floor already, and I I think they can do it again. Like the the Lakers team is, it's it's not even that they don't have good play. What's Darvin Ham doing? I don't think Darvin Ham knows what he's doing. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. That's, like, that's let, what Darvin Ham hey, asks listen, himself hey, every listen, day we, when he comes into the locker room. He, before he walks in, he goes, like, "What what am I doing here?" Hey, we give Billy Donovan doing? a lot of flag. Bro. Oh, Darvin Darvin Ham is a way worse coach. Bro, than Billy there's some bad coaches in the NBA out here, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. Adrian Griffin has a better record than Billy Donovan, and Adrian Griffin is not a good coach. Like. What the Bucks are doing is just like every time I watch a Bucks game, I'm like, hey, these guys are not good. They just have too much talent to lose some of these games. Like, that's really how it feels. It's just like it's just Giannis and Dame just like, is it my turn to just go be a one-on-one player? All right, let me do that real quick. Like maybe they keep winning. Uh, I would assume that they would keep winning, but Adrian Griffin's not good. Uh uh um <laughs> Darvin Ham is, is worse. <laughs> Darvin Bro, Ham is just watching things happen. Like, you I, know what it is? When Austin Reeves don't like you, when the spunky white kid is walking past you for high fives, bro, you've lost the tip. You know what it is? Dar Darvin Ham is the substitute teacher that when they just showed up to be a substitute for like one day, it was like, hey, man, this dude cool. Yeah, but then lit. when the teacher goes out on maternity leave and they're there for three months in a row, you're like, hey, this dude sucks. <laughs> 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 That's such a good analogy, Stacy. I swear, if you use that on the on the uh, uh, on NBC, you gotta give Hayes credit for that. That was a phenomenal analogy, bro. Come on, Locked On Bulls did it. Uh, but no, nah, you gotta cook um, that one up. You gotta no, cook that. No, one up. That's a great. That's a great one. He gotta take that to the broadcast. <laughs> but no, nah, I yeah, I, I don't know, bro. Like that's that's pretty funny. But Darvin Ham is is useless. And then uh, the Blazers suck. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm not gonna lie to you. We could complain about P. Will, but he ain't no Scoot Henderson. Bro, I, I don't know what, like, I don't I know. So I, I, have no I, I have no answers, bro. I, I, was, <laughs> I, I remember when people were like, there's no way that Scoot isn't going to go number one overall. I'm like, okay. Bro, I, 
I don't even know what Scoot is. Um, like, I, I get it. He's a rookie, and like, but like, he is. Hey, bro. I, I, he just here's the thing. on the team. Here's the thing. I think that Scoot will eventually work it out, but I will say I this. So. This this is one of the roughest rookie seasons. Matter of fact, him and Markel Fultz are almost having the same rookie season. <sighs> Except Markel at least had the hitch in the shot and got hurt. And the crazy part about Scoot is, right, like Scoot's numbers aren't horrible. Oh, no, they're bad, bro. Nah, bro, Scoot's averaging like 12 and a half points a game. For a rookie, that's yeah. not bad. On 36% shooting. Oh, no, the percentages are god-awful, but that's also the modern NBA. <laughs> must just be letting it fly, bro. bro. <laughs> like, bro. listen, I, I, I think the percentages can get better, but it, it just, you know what it is? It feels like his game is for a player for 2006, and it's the wrong NBA. <laughs> like, it's bro. like... Hey, can you shoot? That, Not no, at no. all. Correct me if I'm wrong. Scoot was a solid three point shooter when he was with the G League Unite, right? Uh, am I? Am I? Was uh, did I make? Did I build that in my I, head? I think you might have built that one up, bro. Now I'm, I might need to go back and remember that, but I'm pretty sure Scoot has never been able Wait, to shoot. It's terrible now. It's terrible. It's bad. It, it, it's worse. It's much worse now. Yeah. <laughs> listen, no, no matter what it was down there. It's much worse now. But listen, he's he's 19 years old. But I'll tell you, that for the sake of this debate and this conversation... We're not debating. We agree. Oh, no, no debate for, here. For, the, for the sake of this conversation, then... Um, yeah, no, bro. The three-point percentage. Uh, yeah, it was 27%. 27%. Yeah, it's 27%. garbage. Yeah. Garbage. He was 42% from the field, though. Okay. Well, maybe that's what so, I was uh, He's a long way from that. No, I, like, we should, we should win the week. We should go two and one at a minimum this week. The Lakers are god awful. Darvin Ham has no idea what he's doing, and um, and just since you just since you said that Darvin Ham is we're gonna go one and two. He's gonna gonna coach the best game of his life. Coach the heck out of Billy Don. Right, he's gonna coach the game of his life, bro. He's gonna be sitting there. He's gonna just be like, "All right, boys, this is how we get together. Triangle here, and then we break into a one-two-one, and then we go into be like, I've never even heard you say these terms." (laughs) <laughs> ever like what is happening right now <laughs> hey man i'm not gonna lie you know what i love about darvin ham is uh <laughs> he's just another failed lebron pick and i shouldn't like that but it makes me smile so bro much. if you are the general manager of a team with lebron james on it stop allowing him to pick y'all head coach stop <laughs> don't do it let's go bro like i said <laughs> Like I hey, said, for really, all the things he's great at, he ain't picked one good head coach. Bro, really, really good. Like I said, interim head coach will probably do wonders. Once he's the actual head coach, is he's, he's that substitute teacher. He's mad cool as a substitute. One, two, one or two days tops. Long term, no, you got to get him up out of there, bro. Bro, that man picked Frank Vogel. He picked, uh, I guess Tyron Lue worked out. That's the one that worked out. He, he yeah. technically picked Tyron Lue. And, and look, and got rid of Tyron Lue because Tyron Lue stood up to him. <laughs> oh, bro, I ain't, I ain't got I got nothing, bro. I got nothing. Bro. Let's get up. Yeah, it's not good. Let's get up out of here, man. Follow us on everything at Locked On Boys. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Design. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love and uh, bear down. I don't know. I'm hoping the Lions lose today. They they don't look like they're going to. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Bulls. We are free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app for Path the Designer. I'm Hayes. This has been Locked on Bear- Bulls? Bears? Bulls. Bulls. Locked on Bulls. <laughs> I love you guys. Peace, y'all. Peace.